0: Alright, all right, here we go. This is the NBA Dream Podcast for RJ Bell's Dream Preview. I'm your host, Sleepy J, joined once again by NBA betting expert, We've got Mackenzie Rivers in the house. Mackenzie and myself, will go ahead, we'll cover some hot NBA topics, the NBA Saturday games, and of course, we'll go ahead and we'll give out our best bets. Also, we have our featured segment, the Fezzik Bankroll Bet. So let's go ahead and bring Mac in. Mac, I'm curious what you thought of the return of Kawhi Leonard. Not even sure if you saw the game, but I saw he had six points in his return. Uh, any thoughts? Did you get a chance to get a look at him last night?
1: Yeah, only six points. He snapped a streak of 177 games, which had been third longest in the NBA, scoring in double digits. But he was plus 26 when he was on the floor. I think Kawhi is different, man. I think he brings something to the table. Watching him, he's so slow in a way. He's kind of like Kyle Anderson out there, and he's just. But he, unlike Kyle Anderson, he doesn't seem to miss. I know he was only two for eight. And defensively, he just has his head on a swivel, can guard man-to-man, just off the ball, though, just getting rebounds, getting those huge hands in, in places, uh, plus 26 in a kind of blah game in his return to the Pistons. And ironically, you mentioned Kawhi's return, actually his second game is the game I want to talk about to start this podcast, Clippers minus nine at San Antonio, and I don't think it's a coincidence. I mean, someone asked me, like, what's going on with Kawhi? Is he going to be back this year? And I'm like, I don't think anything is changed. I don't think he had a setback. I don't think uh, the trainers were surprised by something that happens in the Lakers game when he looked pretty good and and made some key plays down the stretch when the Lakers, uh, Clippers beat the Lakers. No, I think this is all part of the plan. How much they want to divulge of that plan is their own uh, question they got to answer. But I wasn't surprised. So I don't think it's a coincidence that they come back. Plays 25 minutes against the Pistons. A pretty easy team. Spread goes from minus 9 to minus 11. Now he gets one last crack at his old mentor, Mr. Miyagi, the Spurs. Drafted number 15, Kawhi Leonard, 2011. He'll always be a Spur. He'll always have part of his legacy as a champion and a finals MVP. And it's going to be his last time uh, hosting the Spurs. I don't think it's coincidence. I think... He kind of wanted to gear up with that game, and I expect him to have a much bigger performance. I know he's only six points. He only took eight shots, two for four from the foul line, but he looked all right to me. Again, plus 26 when he's on the court. So although that spread in the game against the Pistons went from nine to 11, I didn't really understand it. I felt like if anything, uh, they'd be a little more disjointed. He doesn't really add to a blowout. He adds to a competitive game in most cases. I think this is an exception here against the Spurs, who have been terrible, worst net rating in the league over the last 10 days. I think the Clippers haven't looked great this season. They're 9-7, and only a couple of games out of the first spot. That's how wild the West is to start this year, but I think they have a little get-right game. Lean to the Clippers, minus 9 in the game, and I'll be looking at the first half as well.
0: All right, well, there's Mac going to go ahead and look at the Clippers. They're coming out of the gate hot. I think what's interesting there, Mac, is that our NBA Jeopardy today is going to involve you, and the topic of the San Antonio Spurs, so I'm going to try to stump All right. you. Uh, I've been un- unsuccessful in stumping you, but I believe I'll go ahead and uh, and give you a run for your money today. Uh, you were pulling up some amazing stats. You sent one to me on my phone, and I was like, come on, dude, is that for real? Is that even, is that right? You double-checked it, and it was right, involved in Bede. Why don't you tell everybody what you found? I just thought that that was absolutely insane.
1: Yeah, Joel Embiid had one of the quarters of NBA history. Wilt Chamberlain. Would love to have a quarter this effective against the Utah Jazz. You might have heard it, 59 points. But I don't think that really told the story as much as this stat. In the fourth quarter, Embiid had 26 of the Sixers' 27 points to close out a game. And by the way, he added five blocks in the quarter. 26 out of 27 points to close out a game in the clutch situation and had five blocks. People were saying, why didn't they just double team him? Why didn't they do... Something else. They were on the second night of a back-to-back. The Jazz were. Maybe the legs couldn't call for that much movement, that much help, that much communication. But one-on-one, Embiid is unlike any offensive player we've seen. I mean, he's... uh, I guess i guess that's not true. I guess Hakeem Olajuwon had that kind of mobility at that size. Embiid, though, has range. He has a little bit longer range. He has a little bit more freedom, not only from his coaching staff, but from the league rules where they can't really you know, bunch him up, he can go he can go one on one. He can take you off the dribble. And it's it's something to see and it's something to pay attention to from a props perspective. Uh when you a team like the Jazz that don't really have a great big man to put up against Embiid have a fatigue issue. Embiid uh he well he he goes in and, and and he eats. He has dinner. And uh twenty six out of twenty seven points. That is quite an amazing stat. One of the quarters uh of NBA history for sure.
0: You know, Mac as I was Trolling around YouTube, i us say maybe it was like a week ago. I went back and I watched uh, the Clay Thompson quarter where he had like 38 or something in one quarter. I was like, dude, I'm like, I don't think anybody could ever duplicate that. But what M B did, I mean, it, that, it's got to be up there like with like most impressive quarters of all time in history. So I didn't actually see it. So I'm going to go watch it. If you had to pick one or the
1: other, which
0: one do you feel just based off the numbers, which one do you think is probably the most impressive?
1: It's Embiid to me. And it's not that close. I remember that Clay Thompson quarter. I believe it was in the United Center. And it was amazing. But it was missed the blowout. And when it's a blowout, no one really minds if you miss two threes in a row. There's not that much pressure. Sixers were having a troubling season. They started out 5-7, and seven, maybe even 4-7. and seven, Harden out for months. Embiid had been out. Now he's back. And they're against a Jazz team who have no expectations, no worries. And they're tied at home to start the fourth quarter and you've already done all that you can, supposedly, you have 33 points, you say, no, 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 not tonight, we're not losing. I'm going to score 97.4% of my team's points, and I'm going to get five blocks. And I think blocks is probably the one of the most underrated stats in the sport, because not only do you erase two points, you often create fast breaks the other way. And just psychologically, it's so much harder to score when one out of every three shots or even less than that is being swatted away. It gets into your head. You try to avoid. You take less shots in the paint. And again, it was tied in the fourth quarter, and he did everything on offense and defense to get the win. Uh, he barely missed out on MVP last year. He hasn't been that good this year, but um, well, that night he was.
0: Well, I don't know if you saw Twitter, but I guess Giannis was throwing uh, ladders around in the you know pregame. I wonder what he was doing after that because, you know, the bucks to go down like that to Embiid and lose that game. You probably didn't make him too happy. You did mention the Jazz. We do have some best bets coming up in a little while that involve the Utah Jazz. But, Mac, it's time for me to go ahead and tell everybody uh, where Vegas is wrong. I think Vegas is wrong right now with the most improved player prop odds. Here are the top ten candidates for the most improved player uh, for the year. Let's start out with SGA. That's a guy that we talked about quite a bit. You got Markkanen. You got Maxi Halliburton. Uh, Desmond Bain. Vassal from the Spurs. You have Edwards from the T-Wolves. You have De'Aaron Fox, Keldon Johnson, and Bull Bull. Let me make a case that uh, SGA should probably be in your portfolio for most improved player this year. His odds right now, 135. Shea leads a team in minutes, points, assists, steals, second in blocks. Does not lead the team in turnovers or fouls. His PER right now, Mac. 30.10, that's third in the league, only behind Luka and Steph, and in front of MVP Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Durant, and Tatum. That's the list of guys. That's the list. He's in there with the best players in the entire league. I'm talking all-stars. The 10 guys that are going up against him for this award, outside of maybe Fox, maybe Edwards, none of those guys are probably going to end up seeing the all-star game. He's fourth in the league right now in scoring. Out of the best players that I mentioned, Steph, Durant, those are the best players. The only players that have a higher field goal percentage out of the guys that I named is Jokic. And typically centers, are going to have a very high field goal percentage. This team certainly is on track to win more games than they did last year in the Thunder. His scoring is going to be up this year at a minimum, probably of six points per game. Blocks by a half, steals by a half, free throw percentage by 10% field goal percentage by 10%. He's putting up video game-like type of numbers with the best players right now in the league. So, Mac, I don't know where you fall on this, but at minus 135, does it at least intrigue you here? Because I feel like Vegas is not only wrong, but that they're, that they're, there's a chance that they could be very wrong with this. This dude is, is simply playing at the league's best level right now.
1: I agree with you that he's playing at a league elite level, a top 10, top 5 level. I agree with you that... Anybody on this list, he is by far the most likely. He's a deserved favorite with the way this award has been going. I'm going to push back from this perspective. Not that he's not going to win this award. I think he will. I think he should be maybe be minus 160, minus 180, barring injury. Uh, that is the story of the early part of the season. That is the story I expect to be in the award voter's mind throughout the season. Let me make a case for Laurie Markinen Because this award, Most Improved Player, is about... Ascension, it's about guys that reach a new place because of their hard work. Think of Giannis Antetokounmpo, who was an interesting, gangly sixth man that you know was a point forward that was good on defense. And he became the best player in the world, arguably. I would still have him second or third. Kevin Durant's been looking real nice lately. But he made that leap. I'm not sure Shea Gildas-Alexander has made a leap. He was worth four, three and a half, four points to my, to my power ratings to the Vegas line, whenever he was out, you'd see that line crash each of the last three years. I mean, he was good as a rookie on the Clippers, and he's been elite with the Thunder. They're seven and nine. That projects out to a 36-win pace for the Thunder. That's why he's going to win the award. Because this was they're supposed to win 21 games, and they're going to win 36. And it's going to be mostly because of him, or they're going to win 30. They're going to go well above expectation, even with the rookie. Uh, Shet Holmgren not being available at any point in the season so he's gonna win the award I think you're right that Vegas is wrong that this is quickly gonna shoot up as the story becomes more solidified as we get closer to a quarter and then you know further into the season but the guy I would like to see win it is Laurie Markkinen because he was in also ran on Cleveland last year I mean I was laughed out of the room and I considered him part of when he was on Chicago as in elite and one of the top 10 European players and now he is that. He just put up 38 points to beat the Suns in a barn burner, 134 to 133. That's the kind of guy that is literally changing what his name means in the NBA, where his star is in the sky. To be weird, about, <laughs> to be uh, artful about my phraseology here. But no, Laurie Markkinen is the guy that this award was designed for. But I mean, look at the last few winners. John Morant, already a star, became a superstar. That is the direction of of the award. So Shea Gillis Alexander probably will win the, win the award. You're right. All right. So you mentioned Laurie Markkinen. I mean, this is the guy that he's the second best player on the Jazz behind Mike Conley, right? <laughs> hey, man. Hey. All right. I, I I said me a culpa on that one. All right. He's he's uh, he's at least he's at least better than uh, Colin Sexton. All right. No, no. He's he's also better than Mike Conley. That is that is a fact. By the way, Mike Conley been in this league 15 years. The NBA. That is. Not one technical to his name. That is a stand up citizen, good at horse. Keep, you know, keep, keep, put some respect on, put some respect on Mike Conley's name, please. But yeah, Laurie, Mar- Laurie Marketing is better. <laughs> all right. So let me ask you this question with Marketing. Do you have his odds in
0: front of you? Because it would be really hard for me to make a case with all the other guys behind there. Like maybe we put some money down on SGA, maybe we put some money down on Marketing. Marketing can keep this up. He's in the conversation. He more than likely is going to end up in the top three in voting. So, why not go ahead and play both guys? Because I don't see anybody really on the outside being much of a threat. Because if SGA can keep this up and Marketing can keep up what he's doing,
1: this is pretty much just a two man race. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would. And you can shop around. You can get SGA for minus 135. You can get Laurie Markkinen for plus 750. Now, that is a decent portfolio, in my opinion. I, I don't see. Tyrese Halliburton winning it. I don't see Tyrese Maxey winning it. Uh, we'll see, but uh, I mean Desmond Bain's on this list. He's been really improved, but with that injury, he might be close to a month. Yeah, those are those are two great portfolio bets right there. Markkinen, SGA. Yeah, that plus seven
0: fifty is it's intriguing. Like I think that if you pick one, you you probably should pick the other, and I don't think you're gonna come away, you know, upset. And you mentioned Bain; he's probably gonna end up being out for two three weeks. That's gonna hurt him. Uh, Max, ended up coming up a little lame. I know he might be out for a few games too. So those are two guys that I think that you probably should consider, but I do feel like, uh, Vegas is wrong that that SGA probably should be a little bit, a bit more expensive than that. So with that topic wrapped up there, Mac, um, I was going to go ahead and do my game here, but you went ahead and you told me what your best bet is. And that was the game that I was going to pick. So we'll go ahead and we'll double up on that. We'll go ahead and we'll hammer out a winner with that one. Uh, But now it's time for NBA Jeopardy with Mackenzie Rivers. This guy has been, uh, I mean, Ken Jennings probably doesn't even stand a chance. I'll bet
1: you Ken Jennings doesn't even know any of these questions. He probably doesn't. If there was one Jeopardy, I could beat him at NBA Jeopardy. I would take Ken Jennings down. All right. So here's how
0: this works, guys. I asked Mackenzie a question. He has 100 pregame dollars to his name, uh, pregame bulk dollars. And if he gets it right, he gets to go ahead and wager however much he wants on double jeopardy. So we'll go ahead. We'll get into the first question here there, Mac. Steve Kerr has nine rings in his NBA career, four as a coach and five as a player. Robert Horry has seven rings as a player. Both players won titles with the San Antonio Spurs. Did they win at least one title
1: together? That is an excellent question. That is really testing my uh, my uh, upbringing with the NBA. So Steve Kerr wins the championship, 96, 97, 98, with the Chicago Bulls. He's with, He definitely doesn't win in 90. Does he win in 99? Yeah, he does win in 99. And then he also wins after the Lakers' three-peat. And I don't think Robert Ory was part of the Lakers, the Spurs at that point because he was part of the Lakers at that point for most of it. So I'm going to say no. No, he didn't. Winner, You are correct there, Mac. Good, good.
0: He went through his uh, process of elimination and came up with the correct answer. Steve Kerr and Robert Horry did not win a title together. Double jeopardy
1: there, Mac. Out of your 100 pregame bulk dollars, how much do you want to risk? You know, I'm generally a risk-averse person, but uh, I'm going to play it all. All right, Mac going to go here for a true daily double. All right, Mac, true or False.
0: Over a 14-year span, Horry and Kerr won
1: 12 titles. All right, so we're, we're double-dipping with the Curry and Ori conversation. I like it. I like it. All right, so Steve Kerr would have won in 96 to start it off. No, no, Robert Ori would have started out with Hakeem in 94, 95. That would have been the first one, so 14 years from there. We discussed Steve Curry won his five there. Robert Ory won his seventh with the Spurs, I think, in 2007. So that makes 12. I'm going to say, uh, yeah, I'm going to say this is true. Kerr and Ori over a 12-year period, over a 14-year period, registered 12 NBA titles. Come on, dude. You asked me the same question twice. The fact that I know this should be that shocking. Well, I thought
0: maybe the math would get a little screwed up or you would have thought that maybe it was like, all right, 12 out of 14. <laughs> I mean, that's like. That's like having like an Embiid type of quarter. Like, you know, you won, these two guys won 12 titles over 14 years.
1: At first, crazy. I thought you were trying to fool me where it was going to be like 11 in, in 10 years or something. But uh, no, not the case. No, no.
0: I don't want to throw any. Like, I got to give you something that's legit where you can look it up on the Internet or at least go through it and think about it the way that you thought about it. So, all right. You you get you get me again another 2-0. Two oh.
1: 200 bulk dollars.
0: Pre game book dollars spent just like cash. You can pick up my package, Mackenzie's package, Griffin Border's package, wherever you need. Sleepy20. <laughs> and speaking of saving money there at pregame.com, this week's coupon code is Sleepy20. That's S L E E P Y 20. If you guys don't know how to spell sleepy, uh, if you guys are a little confused, you can go to my Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame and get a little help there. Uh, Mac, Sleepy20 will save everybody 20% on the site. That that's a pretty good bargain. I know that there are weekly packages and monthly packages. Uh, you guys go ahead and you could pick up uh, college basketball season. I know AJ Hoffman has his stuff up. Griffin Warner has his stuff up.
1: I believe he's coming out uh, with his uh, World Cup there um, package there, Mac. Is that true? Yes, indeed. He was upset that he couldn't join the World Cup forum contest, so he's going to have to spend even more energy. On his picks, he's up 30 games in the European soccer season, transferring all that energy, all that acumen to the World Cup. Yeah, he's ready to go. By the way, um, speaking of saving money, Sleepy 20 is a promo code for this week. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, you obviously show your stuff with the NBA, but you're known to handicap every sport. And I believe over the last few years, you've been profitable in every sport. Maybe if there was a way to just get all of Sleepy's plays in a way to save twenty percent off for the whole year, it'd be like a bucket pick, but uh, we don't offer that. But so I am just, I am just, I don't know what I am talking about.
0: It. No, we do actually. We just came down with this recently where they said, "Sleepy, you could sell a one year package." So, you know, when you when you do your uh, any of your UFC, your boxing, your NRL, rugby at three in the morning, like the degenerate that yard, NBA, NFL, MLB, college basketball, college football. I don't think I am missing oh NHL as well. Uh, which is, you know, I I give out, you know, rare stuff there. But um, one thing I do have to push back on you there, Mac, over the last three years, I've actually think I've won like 16 out of 18 sports, I believe. Okay. Um, What's that goofy football they got going on that nobody watches or nobody
1: cares about? Um, The National Football League? I don't know what you mean. No. Canadian football? (laughs) No, that other fucking goofy league that they have. Oh, you mean the USFL?
0: Oh, yeah. Screw that league. (laughs) I ended up. I was in the green and everything. And the only thing that I had red one was USFL. Don't ask me why I was betting it. I was trying to handicap it. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'll give this a shot because handicappers. That's one thing we like to do. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Don't matter. It could be soccer. Could be tennis. Could be golf. Could be anything. You know, we're, we're down the clown around and, and try handicap Some stuff didn't go well for me there, Mac. <laughs> I was Owen three. I, I am officially retired as a USFL uh, handicapper. So I'll go ahead. I'll pass that on. But guys, Slippy 20, save you 20%. If you want my stuff for a year, you can get that. If you want anything from Mac, go over to pregame.com, pick it up, save yourself some money. All right, with all that saving money stuff there out of the way, let's get into making some money there, Mac. Let's talk best bets. You have a best bet. You want to talk Atlanta Hawks and the Toronto Raptors. What do you got?
1: For my best bet, I'm taking the Atlanta Hawks minus five and a half. It's moved quickly since it opened. With some of this injury news, I still think there's value. Grab the Hawks. Minus five and a half hosting the Raptors. First of all, the Hawks are off the loss. They've been a consistent off the loss team. They're four and one this year. And they've lost to this particular team. They lost on Halloween night by 30 points. And not only do they want to get that revenge badly, I'm sure. They're going to be able to get it aided by the very, very injured Toronto Raptors starting lineup. So Fred Van Viet will be there. I think he's the best player on the Raptors. I'm in the minority there, so he will be there. Good for them. They are out. They're starting shooting guard, Gary Trent junior There's a bench small forward Otto Porter Jr. Precious or Princess Achua, however you want to pronounce it. Chris Boucher is out. And probably their second best player their starting center, Pascal Siakam, is not going to be there. They've gotten a lot of success from different players. Eventually, when you have six out of your ten preferred rotation players out, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much that Nick Nurse, brilliant as he may be, can do. So I think the Hawks are just going to you know, take advantage of the opportunity here. Trey Young's back. They're in full health. They've gotten a little more chemistry with Murray and Young. So I just think the market hasn't fully caught up to uh, how depleted the Raptors are. And I'm going to take the Hawks laying five and a half. Hosting the Raptors on Saturday.
0: All right. Well, there's Mac's best bet. Uh, one thing that, you know, I would do want to bring up in that game there, Mac, is there's a lot of illness going on. It seems like a lot of sickness going on. You know, I was sick for freaking like two weeks. Uh, a lot of kids are getting sick. A lot of these NBA teams right now, if you've been watching, you know, the injury reports daily, uh, some of these teams are going through some sicknesses. And this is the fact right now with the Raptors. Things can only get worse. We talked about this the other night with the Denver Nuggets, that things can only get worse. That number ended up dropping all the way down to, like, three, and we recommended a bet on the Knicks there at plus five. So uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to circle back here to this Hawks game in a minute because the Fezzik bankroll bet is actually official. We have a bet that we plugged in for that game, but I'm going to give you guys my best bet, and I'm going to go ahead I'm going to take the Portland Trailblazers here minus the four points. Utah, they're on a back-to-back And they just played a barn burner last night against the Suns. Suns and Jazz Mac combined for 267 points. The starters for the Jazz, I believe that they probably played longer than they expected. So that might leave them a little bit gassed out here. And this is a long travel. I mean, it's not a short travel going from Phoenix all the way to Portland. So that could hurt them a little bit. And the Portland Trailblazers, I'm guessing that they're going to be a little bit salty here. The fact that they lost the game to the Nets at home as a favorite. The Blazers, Grant, we talked about how good he's looked. He didn't have a great game, just five points. I think he comes in here probably a little bit pissed off, maybe a little bit more focused. The Blazers are going to be on a day's rest here, and they have a tough road trip ahead. So they're going to need this one. I see a full game effort with them with the Drafts tailing off, probably more than likely a little bit later in this game. But definitely a late game sluggish Jazz team is what I expect. So I'm going to go ahead here, Mac. I'm going to take the Blazers minus the four point as my best bet. You have anything you want to throw on top of that or no?
1: It does. It intrigues me honestly from a from a viewing perspective because if there's two units that have been surprising this season, I would say it's the Blazers defense currently top 5 in the league and the Jazz offense currently top 5 in the league. If you ask me which one of those two is more sustainable, I would say the Blazers with the personnel that they have. But I've been wrong on Utah and I'm going to I'm going to watch this from the sidelines and see how they do it on offense because I don't really understand it. Uh, they continue to put up points. I mean, 134 tonight against Phoenix. Um, so I'll be watching that one. Sometimes
0: I wonder if anybody even guards these guys. Like, do you actually think that these guys are that bad of shooters? Like Markinens out there. Clarkson's out there. The guys are just draining buckets left and right. Like somebody has to not be defending. them.
1: I feel like they're not taken seriously. I mean, I know it's been like 15, 16 games, but I feel like m- night after night, the Suns were just kind of lackadaisical to start the game in the first half. Uh, and I feel like eventually maybe the Blazers here with the motivation that you mentioned are going to be like, no, you're not a good offense. You're not going to stop it. And then they're going to they're going to stop them.
0: Hopefully, you're, hopefully you're right. Hopefully I'm right. We'll go ahead. We'll take the Blazers uh, minus to four and a half and the Hawks That's minus five and a half there for McKenzie. Mack, let's go ahead. Let's get into our Fezzik bankroll bet. We're going right back to that Atlanta Hawk game. Uh, Current total on this game, 225. You and I, we like this under for many reasons. I'll let you go ahead and start this one out. Physic bankroll bet. Hawks, Raptors
1: under 225. I'll just go with the Raptors personnel. Again, six out of their top 10 guys they would want to get out there aren't there. And Not only, sometimes when you lose a couple of guys, the bench players are a little more, um, they're more of chuckers to use the Seinfeld line. They're more happy to get up and down. But eventually you run out of bodies and I don't see Malachi Flynn playing 40 minutes in this game and being effective on offense. I think if they got to go to their eighth, ninth guy, they also got to slow down the pace, you know, just to try to keep themselves in this game. They can't win a shootout with the Hawks and on the Hawks side of the ball. They're awful loss. They've picked up their defense every time that they've needed to this season. And uh, I, I believe they will here. I just think they they set this too high. They set this as if the Hawks and Raptors were playing two weeks ago in normal conditions. It's not that here. And I think uh, we're going to see this totals just start to drop for that reason once once the betters get involved. I worry about the Raptors
0: bench there, Mac, more than anything. Like, they're going to, at some point, you have to play guys off that bench. And the Raptors might actually have a bench with three guys on it tomorrow. And like I was talking about with the sickness, there's a chance that even more guys end up missing before they actually end up, you know, heading out on this trip or if they do get, you know, into Atlanta, there's a chance that some of these guys end up sick or something like that and they don't end up playing. So I don't know where the bench points come from, but how long can these starters hold up? You know, are they going to be able to go out there and play 40 minutes, 45 minutes? They're going to be asking a lot from this team and their shots are probably going to come up a little bit short there late. But what I think they're going to do is they're going to try mixing in some of those guys who, You know, we're coming off the bench. We're getting chucked into that starting lineup. And what generally happens is you end up with guys touching the basketball that just do not want it. They want to go ahead and play hot potato with the basketball, and that eventually just eats into the shot clock. Now, you mentioned the Hawks' defense. They give up 100 and what was it, like 129 to the Boston Celtics. Generally, they come back with a better defensive effort. So that has to be in their face. And also the fact that they gave up, what, Mac, 130-some points to this Raptors team. 139. Yep, 139. So I think the Hawks come in here with a really good defensive effort against this team and realize that they're kind of up against it. So that'll be our Fezzik bankroll bet. Mac and I going ahead. We're playing the Raptors and the Hawks under 225. Mac, we are really heavy on this game. Our agreed player prop
1: is going to be OG Anunobi over six and a half rebounds. Can I take the Raptors depleted bench for 300, please? Yes. Yes, I'm going back to the well here. OG Ananobi going to get more than six and a half rebounds because 50% of the time, half the time this season, he gets over six and a half rebounds. His season average is six and a half rebounds, and he's not in a typical situation. He had to play 43 minutes last time out with Siakam not there, with guys not out there. Boucher's not going to be out there. He's going to have to play 40 minutes in this game, 10, 15% higher than his season average. It's that simple for me. This is. Uh, a matchup that he's going to have to shine out in. We've talked about most improved player. He's one of the favorites on this list. Uh, defensively, rebounding wise, he's a guy that you need out there, especially with the depleted roster. So over six and a half seems like a free square to me. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. He's gone over this number in the last two games. And with
0: all those guys that are out, he's going to be pushed to the max, you know, minute wise. I mean, 43 minutes in the last game They're unless they get blown out, then he won't get the minutes, but, The rebounds should be there because he's going to be asked to be on the floor, you know, probably for 80, 85 percent of the quarter. So that'll be our agreed upon player prop. O.G. Ananobi over six and a half rebounds. Mac, you did a fantastic job today on our NBA bet tank pod. I went ahead and I gave out three suggested plays. We went
1: one and two on those, but you picked out the winner. Good job. You don't bet over on a Friday. You don't bet favorites on a Friday. I was told that in like 2012 uh, by a mysterious figure in a Vegas hotel, and uh, he disappeared. I wish I had his number. I wish he knew what he what, if he had made it, but uh, that wisdom always stuck with me. And uh, Ray, wherever you are, uh, don't bet $14,000 on a three-team parlay next time. Talk to me first, <laughs> but uh, we'll get it back together. We'll get it back together. All right. Well, we'll get it back together there for
0: you guys. Uh, next Tuesday with the R.J. Bell's Dream Podcast, and that'll wrap up R.J. Bell's Dream Podcast for the NBA edition. You guys can always find Mackenzie and I uh, on Twitter. You guys can get us at SleepyJ underscore pregame at Mac and Rivers. Again, make sure you guys like, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. If you guys are looking to go ahead and save a little bit of cash, make sure you guys go over to pregame.com, enter code Sleepy20. Mac already had mentioned the soccer contest, $250 cash. You guys go in there sign up at the pregame.com forum, find that thread, sign up. Mac. Mac, you're putting extra cash down on that, right? Something crazy you came up Yes,
1: I made an insane gamble, and the more I do the math, the more I'm worried about it. I guaranteed, I guaranteed that if there is a tie, there's a tiebreaker, but that's often my tie as well, I will make sure that every single winner of the World Cup forum contest gets paid $250 cash. Whether that's three, four, five different people have to pay out I don't know. I'm running through some different scenarios. It could happen. It could happen. But hey, you know what? Let's do it. Let's go at it. And hopefully, you know, there's one winner. And I'll I'll pay him and only him or her. Uh, by the way, if you've had signed up for this contest, and we've had about a hundred signups. It's awesome. Thank you guys. Uh, excited to be part of it. Um, it comes now time before Sunday afternoon where you got to pick your pick so i'm going to put up you can put it in the forum that's already there in the post that's already there you can say hey this is my name this is my pick and i'll register that It'll be part of my spreadsheet i will also make a new thread just for the picks so if you've already signed up tell me what your pick is there and that will be match day one of the world cup we're right around the corner let's go
0: all right well there you go mackenzie rivers a man of the people uh, hopefully you guys go ahead and Hopefully you guys go ahead and have a great NBA Saturday. Uh, As I had mentioned, you guys know where to find us uh, at pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck for NBA Saturday. Enjoy the games.